Welcome to the Heme Consult Podcast, a weekly inspiration infusion for women of color and hematology. Dear woman of color and hematology, Heme Consults is your personal space to rest, recharge, and renew your spirit with a weekly infusion of inspiration from hematologist Dr. Toyasi Anwemena. Every Sunday, Dr. Anwemena will remind you that you are a superstar and have everything you need to succeed in your incredible career as a hematologist. Welcome to the Hematology Sisterhood that will transform your world. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Heme Consults podcast. I'm your host, Tessie Anwemena. I am a hematologist, a physician scientist, educator, and podcast host. <laughs> Today's episode, we are talking about embracing the work of creation. I think right now I'm thinking its title is Embrace the Work of Creation. It will become clear to me at the end what the real title should be, but that's where we're starting from. In our theme scripture for today, our theme scripture for today is Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. And before I get started with the episode, I want to encourage you, oh woman of color in hematology, and whoever else may also be listening, that you are a creator. You're a creative being, you're a creative spirit, and I want you to embrace the work of creation. And the reason you want to embrace the work of creation is because it's so deep inside you you literally have to pull it out to find it because you are surrounded by so many people who try to distract you from the work of creating new things, of creating the new you that needs to come to light so that the world can benefit from and experience you in the way that you are meant to be experienced. But there's so many distractions and many of those things around you are really there to keep you from your work they're there to keep you from accomplishing. They're there to keep you from being. And to be honest, sometimes they distract you so that you're in a constant state of accomplishment or a constant state of doing tasks, but they do not allow you to be. And so I just want to encourage you to embrace you, to embrace you and the energy and the power that comes from creating and to not allow anything or anybody to distract you from revealing more of the you that you are meant to be. Okay. All right. Welcome to today's episode. I'm talking about embracing the work of creation. And the reason I'm talking about it is because I am knee deep <laughs> in the work of creation. And very specifically, I'm in the, uh, per- in, I'm in the process of submitting a grant proposal. So I'm putting together all the things for the grant proposal. And, and it really is an act of creation. And, and I'm able to say it a little bit more definitively because of an experience I had. So over the last few days, I went to Little Compton, Rhode Island, to complete a series of four sessions that um, were part of this phenomenal program called Sea Change led by a wonderful lady named Linda, who has put together really a phenomenal program to help faculty think differently about academic culture. And it's a wonderful leadership program. It's hard to describe. I would just say that if you have a chance to participate in Sea Change, Google it, find out when the next cohort is enrolling and be part of it. 
and it really is geared towards, I think, mid-career faculty looking to, to lead in academic medicine. It's a phenomenal program. So this was the fourth of uh, four meetings that we had had, and I happened to go a day early, and it's in beautiful Little Compton, Rhode Island. It's right by the water, and it's just, it's beautiful, luscious green at this time of year. It was September when we visited, and I went a day early, and I happened to get a room that had what's called a cupola. <laughs> this is a new term for me, so C-U-P-O-L-A. Maybe it's cupola, but I'm calling it a cupola, so whatever it is, you'll have to forgive me. But really, it's what it is. It's just like it's it's a it's a it's a small room at the very top of a building, usually a barn, actually. And it's usually um, surrounded by glass. And in the past, it would be, um, you know, those slots called louvers where it would be a source of a way for air. Hot air rises to the top of the barn and it would be a source of of air escaping from the buildings. This was in the old, you know, back in the past. But now it's more kind of like just, you know, it's for beauty and you get to look out and you're at the highest point in the house. So you have a good view. And it was excellent because we're right by the water. So it's just a great view of the water on one side. And it's a 360 degree view. So you can just see everything. So anyway, I paint that picture to tell you that I was in a beautiful environment. The grass is beautiful and green. The house that we stayed in, it's an inn. Um, 16 rooms only. It's, so it's, it's the main house is is a, is has been converted into hotels. It's called the Stone House Inn, and then there's a barn that also has been converted into hotel rooms. So it's kind of like a hotel, but it's it's an inn. It's really really special. So I am in this beautiful environment for four days because I was there through Thursday, and when it was time to write, I would go up to this space. There was a desk and a table. And I would write and I'm writing a grant. So writing is what I do all the time, right? Because as a scientist, I'm always writing. I'm writing grants. I'm writing manuscripts. I'm writing clinical notes as a clinician. I'm just always writing and writing is just what I do every day. So I write for a minimum of 30 minutes every weekday. And so every morning I would go to write and I would be there writing about the time the sun came up or even if the sun wasn't coming up, there was just something beautiful to look at every time and it really was a place of inspiration and so one particular morning and working on the grant I had a really great streak of writing I probably wrote that morning for about maybe 90 minutes or more before it was time to go and you know do the work of the day and it came to a time during our our sessions where one of my colleagues was um was asking me as part of a session that we were doing what was a peak experience I had had and what made it a peak experience. And so in that moment, I began to describe my writing experience from the morning and the power of being in such a beautiful environment to write and how that was so awesome to me and how I put words together and how that was just such a powerful experience, the experience of creating on paper. So over the course of the session, it was something we shared with others. So other people shared our story. So my colleague shared my story and, and we got to talk a little bit more. And I had people come up to me after the session to ask me questions. And, 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 and you know, we're all writers in that space because we're all in clinical medicine. So we're all writing notes and some of us are researchers. So we're, we're doing a lot of writing. And, and someone came and asked me, and she said, well, you know, I write grants all the time, but I don't have joy about writing grants like you do. 
And she's like, but it sounds like you're focused on the writing. And, and I thought about it. And to, to be honest, I really do love the work I'm doing. And on top of that, it was just the joy of writing, the joy of creation. So that's my story. It's the story of how I, I really had just, it was just a great experience. If I was ever going to pick a place to write, that was the place that I would want to write. I would want to write there daily. It was just so beautiful. And to be honest, while I was deep in my writing, I wasn't thinking, oh, everything is so beautiful. But every time I looked up to think, I was, I was struck by beauty. And so what a great environment to write. But the, the, the really part of the story that I really want to share that I'm not sure I really got to in sharing the story is that over the course of the week of the week of the time that we spent in the institute I got to share about what it was about the writing that really really energized me because we had to talk about you know an experience that was a peak experience or an, an energizing experience and it helped me really think about why I love to write why I really enjoy writing this grant proposal specifically. And, you know, grant writing can feel like a burden, but this one didn't. It, it hasn't. I'm still in the middle of writing it. This is why the story is very fresh in my mind. But just, I realize that what I really love is the act of creation on many levels. One, it's the act of creating something that's never been seen before. So I'm creating the future as I write. Whatever we are proposing is something that we have not done before and I've never done before or has not yet been done or has not been done in the way that we're proposing it. And so it's not going to happen until we decide it's going to happen. And so the very act of putting it on paper allows us to say this does not yet exist, but this is about to come true because we are calling it forth. And so it's just such a powerful experience to me when I write and care about what I write about is that I'm creating something that has never been before. And so the very act of creation is so powerful because it's like, if I didn't do this, it would not be done in this way. And so that, that was one part of the creation. That's so, so awesome. The second part of the creation that is so amazing is the ability to put, put words together in a way that is so powerful. And so I would put sentences together and read them and say, mm, that is so good. <laughs> and, and it's such an energizing space to read sentence after sentence that I've created and look at it and read it and say, mm, that's good. That is so good. And so I, I do love writing. And so I, I know you may be listening and thinking, I don't love writing like that, but there's something you love, right? I'm talking about writing because writing is so powerful for me, but there is something that you do like that, where after you've done it, you look at the work of your hands and you're like, oh, this is good. And that's what I'm here to talk about today. And there are a couple of things that come to mind about that, that I really want to share with you. And I think the first thing is that what, you know, the first thing is that there was something that we love and the thing that we love lives really, really, really deep inside us. And for some of us, actually, it's closer to the surface. Like now I can tell you very clearly that I love writing. I don't think I always knew that. And when I was writing clinic notes, most of the time I did not love writing, <laughs> but I love writing and, and I didn't know that I loved it and I didn't know that I loved it in this way. And to be honest, it's taken me writing about things I care about and creating the future for me to 
have this sense of how much I actually love the writing because of what it can do. Like I can write and create millions of dollars just by writing. I mean, it's really powerful. I know, like if you look in the background, it's like, well, most of your grants don't get funded. And it's true. I'm really here to focus on what is possible. As I'm writing, I am writing, I'm creating a project that could potentially, if funded, create millions of dollars that I did not have before. And so it's it's just so powerful. But I didn't know. I didn't know that grant writing would do that for me, it would help me come to a place of recognizing how powerful my writing is. And and so, you know, I want to just say that for you, it may not be writing and certainly may not be grant writing, but there's something that you do that just it's deep inside you. You don't even yet know that you love it sometimes because it's covered in grime you know, perhaps you, you know, if you take, for example, for, for us physicians, we love to take care of patients. For many of us, it's the reason we went into medicine, but sometimes there's grime that covers that where it's like, you know what? I hate this thing called clinical medicine, but you don't hate it. There are parts you don't like, but you don't hate the whole thing. There are pieces that you really love. And so I think one of the things I want to share is that the thing that we love lives lives deep inside us and sometimes it's close to the surface but it's covered up with other things that are distracting you from that thing from the purity of what is loved and and for me again I talk about grant writing the reality is that it doesn't have to be a grant if I was writing a fictional story it would still have the same power for me if I was writing a consult note and I was summarizing at the end it still holds the same power for me the power of words to come together and create something that was not there before so for me it's the writing it's not even the grant writing it's the writing and what is that for you is it the connection with people is it the ability to 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 create something that's not been created before I don't know what it is but I do know that there is something that we love to create that lives deep inside of us and And I just, I think if you don't know what that is, if it's not yet fully revealed what that is, that you should take steps to find it. The second thing I want to share is that if you're going to recognize the thing that you love, you actually kind of need to remove distractions because the thing about distractions is that they distract you, right? It's very, very circular. Distractions are there for distraction, but they are. And in reality, for us, the distractions may come in so many ways Right, right. People are calling us all the time. We get emails that we have to respond to. There are things in our inbox that we have to address. Someone's calling us to do something. A patient is crashing. There are so many things happening and they're not trivial things. They're not unimportant things. But what they are doing is distracting us from the thing that we love or is distracting us from uncovering the thing that we love. And so in order to uncover it, in order to create it, to 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 like see it, to see it come out. We have to create space for it. And in my story, I went to Little Compton, Rhode Island, and space was created for it. Like It was the very act of, of stepping away from my familiar surroundings, being away from my family, being in something beautiful and quiet and serene that allowed me to come to a place where I could find my love. And to be honest, I'd been writing before, before I went to Little Compton, Rhode Island, but what that space did for me was revealed to me why I loved what I loved by virtue of people asking me, tell me about this peak experience. Why is it that you love it? What what is it about it? I was able to uncover for myself what I actually love. 
It's not the grant writing. It's the writing. It's the pure act of creation using just words that come from my mind. I didn't know that until I had the experience to to do that in a space where there was no distraction. And so that was just really beautiful. And the third thing I want to share is that once we find the thing we love, once it's clear, once we get it in its pure, unadulterated form, we need to create space for it. We need to create space for it. Because things that are beautiful tend to hide (laughs) or they go away when distractions, you know, take us from them. And so in a way, we always have to be removing distractions to create space for the thing we love. Like it's a constant work of creating space for the thing we love. And what we really want to get to is we want to get to a place where the thing is always available. Like our, our love, the creative love that we have is always there, unhindered, uncluttered. But the reality is it's going to be, you know, like overshadowed by things that distract us because when you think about a garden right you think about a garden you have to cultivate a garden for it to remain beautiful if you even for three weeks abandon your garden without cultivating it guess what's going to grow naturally weeds and so it's the same thing it's that your creative power is surrounded by weeds and your work is to keep removing the weeds of distraction so that you can do this work really well So what are my calls to action? (laughs) Kind of pretty much what I summarized. You know, you've got to find the thing you love. And I know many times people say find the thing you love. And it's hard. It's like, I don't know what I love. I don't know. But we do know. But what we do need to do is to have it pulled out of us. We need to pull it out. It's helpful when you have somebody else who can reflect for you and pull it out of you. And this is where coaches are amazing. They help you pull things out. And I would say that if you do not have a coach to pull things out of you, please, we should talk. Because I'd love to be your coach. Or maybe somebody else should be your coach. But I'm just telling you that I would love to pull it out of you in the same way as people have helped me pull it out. And so find the thing you love. And if it's not clear what it is, somebody can help you pull it out. And in reality, it's close to you. And it's like, how do you remove all the stuff that's covering it, all the stuff you hate that's covering the thing you love so that you can more readily see the thing you love? And so what I'm asking you to do, number two, is to remove distractions. Remove distractions so you can find it. Remove distractions so it can remain beautiful and pure and amazing. This work of creation that you love, whatever that thing is, I am inviting you to figure out a way to remove the distractions that keep you from creating more of that thing. And the third thing I'm asking you to do is to create space for the thing you love. So you got to find the thing you love. you got to remove distractions so you can access it easily and then really create space for it in your life. Like I can't go to Little Compton every week just so I can really tap into my writing mojo. I have to create space in my regular life for it. And there are so many distractions, but that is the challenge. How do I continually remove distractions so that I can do the thing I love? Now, writing is not the only thing I love. Clearly, I love talking to you. So I'm creating space for it right now. And I will tell you, if you care to know, that I'm sitting in my car right now in the middle of a parking lot while my son is practicing basketball just so that I can bring this message to you. I'm creating space in this moment. And 
it's not the top top of a house it's not a cupola it's raining right now but it's an opportunity to talk to you and I'm seizing it <laughs> yes FYI maybe too much maybe TMI yes TMI but anyway create space for the things you love and it may not be huge space it may just be a little space and you should create space for it all right, I have come to the end of the episode and I want to say thank you for listening, especially thank you for listening this far. The only reason I can keep talking is because you keep listening. And so I just want to thank you for you being a space creator. You're creating space for me to share the thing that I love to do. And I want to say thank you. And I want to create that space for you. And if there is any way that I can do that for you, please DM me. I am on Facebook at Toyasidonanwemina. I'm on LinkedIn as well. I'm also on Instagram at Coag Coach. But please reach out to me. And um, if you're interested in our coaching offerings, you can check out our website, coagcoach.com. But it's been a pleasure to talk with you today. And I just really want to thank you for listening to me. And I, I just, just, just want to say thank you. And I want to remind you, a woman of color in hematology, that you are a beautiful creator. You created many beautiful and amazing things. And there's still so much creation inside of you left to be revealed. And I invite you to take the opportunity to continue to create the beauty that you have come to create. All right. Thank you for taking the time to listen to me. It's been a pleasure to talk to you. I look forward to the next time.